This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. That was Michael Schwartz, folks, in case you're wondering. No. We got Wendy in the house. Wendy's taking the chair of Michael. He's out of town right now. Hey, and we really want to welcome a brand new sponsor, Scott Vinson from Coldwall Bankers Royal Realty. Man, we are so excited to have Scott Vinson uh, join us as a show sponsor. Scott is a San Diego County gun owner board member and has supported our efforts to defend and restore the Second Amendment from start. So if you're moving... Let fellow Second Amendment supporter and real estate broker Scott Vinson help you sell your home and find you a new one someplace else in the U.S. Give him a call at 619-948-2459, 619-948-2459, and tell him you heard it all about it right here on Gun Owners Radio. That's Scott, 619-948-2459. So we got our very special guest host wendy uh hoffman she's in the house today and so what do we got on the on the uh, itinerary today my dear a couple of really cool interviews later in the show um but first i really wanted to mention gun owners radio is hosting a law enforcement training scholarship right now um we've done this before if you've been listening for a while if you don't know a lot of law enforcement pay for their own training out of pocket um, if they want to do anything above and beyond what the, the department provides, which isn't much, then they go and pay for their own classes. They pay for their own ammunition, all that stuff. So one of the things that Gun Owners Radio does is promotes a scholarship where we help pay for classes for law enforcement to attend, which is super super cool. So go to our website, gunownersradio.com, and click on the link for the law enforcement scholarship to help support were you as shocked when you heard that as I was? I was. It's it's You thought it would yeah. be just a no brainer that that if anything the police departments would be pounding their officers with training. Right. At least have some sort of budget to allow Far this them. thing yeah. from the truth. Well, and the problem too now is, you know, with all the pressure to defund the police. Wow, that too. I mean, the first thing any company does when their, you know, funding is at issue is training gets cut. Right. I mean, everybody does that. So with the police, it's uh, it's a big deal now if you're going to cut their training. Unbelievable. But it shouldn't be surprising. So I did it. I mean, and I was I was happy to do it, and you know, got a got an officer trained, and I'm sure he or she was thrilled. Yes. Uh, because by the way, folks, you wouldn't work for the salary that a police officer just starting out, you would not work for that wage and do what they have to do. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think cheap is the word. Uh, so who else we got? Who else we talking to today? Well, um, before we get to the interviews, we wanted to let everyone know that the Stephen Williford Magnum interview was just released Mm. on our YouTube channel. So go check that out on, um, 
on our YouTube channel. Joe, do you remember, can you describe um, the interview a little bit? No, because I didn't do the interview. <laughs> so I can't really describe it, but I'm sure I've, I've met Stephen Williford before, and yeah. it's an interesting character, and I'm sure Michael does a great interview. He does. So I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a really interesting thing to watch. Um, Who is this gentleman, in case somebody maybe doesn't know? So Stephen Williford was the man uh, several years ago when they had the church shooting. Oh, i got to narrow it down, I guess, in Texas, yeah. where um, the guy pulled up in the parking lot. He shot a bunch of people in the parking lot. He went inside the church, shot some more. He came back out, and Williford lives, his house was like right across the street. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And his daughter was there, and they heard it going on, and they looked down and saw what was happening. He grabbed a rifle, ran down the street, and confronted the guy. The guy um, jumped in the car, and I think Williford hit him there in the parking lot. Um, the guy jumped in the car and drove away. Williford flagged another guy down who was driving down the street. He jumped in his truck. And they both chased him a couple of miles down the road, and they, they caught up with him. And uh, I think the guy ran off the road or something, but they were there, um, you know, had him at gunpoint kind of when the police pulled up. So he tells that story. So I it's a pretty good a story. Yeah. yeah. So that's on our YouTube channel? That is. How do they find it? Gun. YouTube.com slash gun owners radio. Bingo. I'm pretty sure. Wow. <laughs> Just go to YouTube and search Type in for gun, gun owners radio. radio. You'll find it. <laughs> and if I could get away with for the next hour and 45 minutes, I would like to sit here and say, vote, 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 vote. And if I thought I could get away with it, I would. Just like the Democrats. Right? It's vote, so, vote, 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 vote. <laughs> so important that we go out and vote. If not tomorrow, Tuesday, we have to do it. Right. Well, like Michael always says, not not just you go out and vote, but make 10 of your friends get out there right. and vote and do something. It's, uh, you know, the like I said, the other side is very organized. Uh, yeah. President Biden will be out here tomorrow yeah. stumping for Newsom. Um, yeah, and you the, know. the candidate that you vote for isn't actually as important as No, voting. we don't even care. No. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, vote yes first. That's the biggest the, thing. Because right. Michael mentioned that last week, and I, I, I after he said it, I, yeah, I could believe people are this dumb. But he said uh, he was hearing that there are actually people that are voting like for Larry Elder, but not checking yes or no, just right. voting for the person they want, right. which is useless. You know, so, unless that yes vote wins, none of the other stuff matters. Right. So the first question on the ballot is whether or not we want to recall Newsom. Right. If that one does not pass, then the second question about which candidate replaces him doesn't even matter. So we right. need to make sure that everyone votes yes on the first question to recall Newsom. And then you can select your the candidate of your choice. Yeah, or do a write-in if you so choose, if you have somebody. I mean, it's a wasted vote if you do a write-in. <laughs> but, but at least try to vote for somebody that you think is going to do a better job than what Newsom's doing. And this is only the beginning, because if we're going to turn this state back to the golden state, remember it used to be called the golden mm -hmm. state? You remember be, that, right? It will be hard to go wor to be worse because I, I remember I was shocked that they they reelected Jerry Brown. Wait, and we now I'm looking Jerry back at Jerry Brown. Brown. We thought Jerry Brown was the worst, and it couldn't get not any worse. anymore. <laughs> no, but remember that we thought, well, how bad could it be, That's Jerry Brown? I'd love to see Jerry run again. <laughs> I'd love to see Jerry Brown. I bet he is laughing his you know what off right yeah, now. It's one of those hold my beer moments. <laughs> oh Lord! I mean, he actually when he did a campaign. Well, you know, I didn't do really good last time. I kind of messed everything up. But you will for me this time. Wow. I'll fix it. That was his campaign. And what did we do? Not me. We voted him back in again, and it was another disaster. But this guy, 
takes the cake. And I don't think I'm ever going to say that anybody could be worse because my luck, it would be. So vote, 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 vote. Vote yes on the recall, absolutely. Gun prom? Gun prom. Gun prom's coming up, you guys. Still got tables? Still got seats? We are pretty much sold out, but I'm super excited to say that we are just under 1,000 people. So we're at like 970, I think. (laughs) It's, it's It's getting tight. Um but it's going to be so much fun. Um, it's a blast. Yeah. I mean, we've got some really great people in the room. We've got some really cool prizes to give away. Auction items. Really good auction items. Uh, live auction, silent yeah. auction. And you'll see people there that could be your neighbor and you'll go, I didn't know you were into guns. Yeah, we've had that happen a bunch of times. I had it happen to me. A, it's a, a guy worked with an alcohol at a car lot. I had done some TV for him and he, he's walking around with a fistful of... <laughs> raffle tickets and i go what the heck are you doing here carl he's like you kidding i've been a gun carrier for I obvious son of a gun yeah. yeah yeah so check it out um we uh, have already closed ticket sales but make sure you mark your calendars for next year yeah. once we set the date out so um what's, Ch- what's chipman denied oh that guy Chipman, yeah. Don't even get Joe's me. gonna be talking about it later. We will be talking about him yeah. about five. And we'll what's enough? E N U F. We'll talk about that soon too. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. All right, but don't go anywhere because hey, we have a YouTube star coming up, Reno May. Yep. Right here on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one, AM eleven seventy. The answer. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. So, I'm just a dude playing a dude playing... Oh, wait a minute. I can't cover it there. Um, just a dude in California who likes guns and cameras. Reno May is our special guest. But first, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there's no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Gun owners should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. And while you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year, with comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Hey, and guess what, Gun Order Radio listeners? You can get two free months of coverage when you join. Use promo code AMERICA1 at uslawshield.com slash America. All right, Wendy, who we got on the line? We're super excited to have Reno May on the line with us. Reno, you there? Yep, I'm here. Welcome, welcome. So Happy to be here. So you're just a dude in California who likes guns and cameras. <laughs> uh, your YouTube yeah. bio says that you worked at a gun shop for a while and made videos for that business, and then you decided to pick the channel back up and make videos again. So tell us yeah, about... Tell us about that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good way to put it. I We started the gun store or channel back in 2016, I believe, and that was right around Gunmageddon, which a lot of you are probably very well aware of, when a whole slew of bills was passed. And some of them were going into effect then, some of them were going to into effect later. 
And we would get so many phone calls every single day and get so many people coming into the store asking, you know, the same questions about, hey, what's this law? What's this law? How do I get a gun? How do I do this? Can I get an AR-15 anymore? Um, which I think we all know the answer to nowadays. But there was so much confusion that we figured it would be best to, rather than have to spend 10 to 12 minutes on the phone with someone explaining the ins and outs of the law, it would be a lot easier if we could just record it once, do it perfect, and then direct our customers to that uh, because we thought it would be a better source of information. Mm-hmm. And then the gun store closed down in about 2018, uh, and I kind of just walked away from it at that point. I, did, you know, I didn't have the access to the firearms to really talk about. I didn't really see how I would, myself would fit into it at that time. And then, you know, I just uh, I, one day – in 2019, because uh, that was the year a lot of laws changed with how to buy a firearm in California, uh, with the age limits. You know, with if you were 20, if you were 18 to 20, the you would have to get a hunting license to get a firearm at all. I think that was that year, and a lot of people were commenting, asking if anything changed, how you know how the process changed, and I decided, you know what, I'll just. I, I got tired of getting the emails because I couldn't figure out how to turn off the comment emails and whatnot. <laughs> um, so I figured I'll just make a video. I'll explain all that stuff. And then, you know, I'll just walk away from it again. And then the next week I made another video and uh, the next week and the next week. And then, you know, it kind of just ended up being here we are. And I think it's, yeah, it just, it kind of took a life of its own as this little side gig job that I do. And I like to I like to keep to that. I'm just a guy in California who's talking about stuff. And I think that for me, that's kind of the, I I like that. I don't want to, I want to encourage other people to have that same level of communication and discussion with other people and hopefully get other people to, you know, share the wealth and share the knowledge. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're downplaying it a little bit when you say that it took on a life of its own. I mean, you've got a massive following so, um, yeah. what is it now? Uh, I think a little over 150k on YouTube, that's uh, which is I, I'm I'm very pleased with. So, what's your favorite part about running the channel? Is it all of the comment emails that you get? Did you ever figure out how to turn those off? <laughs> I did eventually figure out how to turn that off. That was a that was a must figure out <laughs> after the first few videos went live in 2019. Um, I think the coolest thing for me is I know that there's a few of my subscribers that have, and this is something that I kind of, you know, I, I mentioned the other day, I think, uh, a few of my subscribers actually found out about court cases that were going on that were being, uh, supported by, uh, you know, CRPA, FPC Mm -hmm. and various other organizations, San Diego County gun owners. Can't remember which specific one it was, but they found out about, a court case because of my channel and me talking about it. And then they ended up being able to become a plaintiff in one of those court cases. And I'm not going to say their name specifically because I, you know, I don't know how much they want known Mm. about who they are specifically, but I think that was probably the coolest thing for me because that was a very tangible uh, way to show that there is a difference being made. Right. That's super cool. Very nice. So what what about, what about the flip side? What's the worst part of running the channel? Um, I think, you know, the worst or the hardest part about running a channel is trying to uh, stay humble and 
stay true to like what I want to be about. I think it's very easy to get kind of lost in the YouTube game and maybe start letting your morals slip. And it's something that, you know, you might see in some channels here and there in various other spheres. And I just didn't want that to happen to me. I wanted to kind of stay as normal as I can. So, I mean, you'll still see me commenting on various social media platforms on my, you know, personal or my uh, gun accounts. Uh, my Reddit account is I'm still out there and people uh, still notice me there. And it's just funny when people spot me in the wild on various <laughs> other platforms. But I think the it's hard staying up to date. I think the most difficult or the worst part about it is just it's it's a lot of negativity that you have to deal with in the sense that like laws are changing and if a law is bad, which is generally the ones that we're constantly trying to fight, you know, it's just you're kind of delving into the realm of not fun <laughs> situations because, um, you know, obviously all of us would love if the Second Amendment was interpreted the way it should be interpreted by some of our uh, legislators, but it isn't. So Absolutely. we kind of always have to be on like fighting and fighting and fighting. And that I think for some people is difficult to deal with. So I work for San Diego County gun owners. And one of the coolest mm -hmm. things that we've seen with the creation of our organization is that there have been moments where we've had good news. You know, I, I think mm -hmm. I, I totally feel you where you say, you know, it, it feels like all the time it's just bad news. It's sharing about all these horrible gun laws and all of this stuff that they're doing to gun owners to try to take away our rights. And it's been very, very cool to be able to see how people react when there is hope, when we do fight back and we do accomplish things like turn around the CCW policy in San Diego or, mm -hmm. um, you know, get a really good ruling in a lawsuit and people just get so yeah. excited. And that's one of my favorite parts about working for an organization like San Diego County Gun Owners. So, so speaking yeah, I, of spotting you in the wild, do you ever, you were saying about staying humble. Do you ever get recognized the grocery store? I think so. I do. And when I talk to other people that are similarly sized to me, I, I think the, I think I get recognized more often than other channels similarly sized. And I'm sure Anthony Miranda with armed scholar probably gets, has the same opinion. I would assume. I feel like I get recognized way too often for how large of a channel I have. I feel like I get more, I get stopped in public more often than I would expect um, and I think that's mostly because I am so focused on California and I live in California. So it makes it much more likely for me to run into a subscriber since so many of that 150,000 is local in a sense. I mean, California is a massive state. We all know that. But um, it's, I, it, it's, it's interesting. I think the first time that I got recognized, I, I, was, I was not prepared for it at all. And it was a good, you know, good interaction. But I was at a gun store um, in an area that I don't normally go to, and I got recognized there. And I was like, "Oh, cool! Like this, this might be like a thing that happens in the future. That's pretty. That's that's neat." Um, and then the first time I got recognized, not at a gun store, I was like, "Okay, wow! This is like actually a thing that happens to me now because this isn't, you, you know, this isn't at a gun store. It's not at a gun range." Uh, so that was pretty interesting. And I've had someone buy me a beer at a restaurant before. <laughs> and the first time, I think that's only happened like once or twice. But the first time that happened, 
my my then fiance now wife were sitting down at the table uh having dinner having having drinks and someone and the waiter brings over a beer and they're like here um the gentleman over there wanted to get this for you and i was thinking like oh someone's doing like one of those like pay it forward things that's pretty cool um and then I thought to myself, wait, there's no way that this person recognized me and bought a beer. So I kind of look around and I like make eye contact and they're like, someone weighs me down and they're like, oh yeah, hey, thank you, man. I really appreciate what you do. And I was like, no way, that's funny. Um, and they actually said that they found out about Sonoma County's CCW policy being more open now and ended up getting their concealed carry permit after thinking it was impossible because of a video that I made. And that was super cool. That was probably one of the coolest random encounters I've had. Well, it sounds like you've got the right attitude because once you put yourself out there, even though you weren't Mm -hmm. planning on putting yourself out there, you have to go that extra mile of being appreciative, humble, thanking them. Uh, You know, it's funny. I do local television and, I don't run into it as much as you do, I don't think. But I always carry business cards with me, and I always give them to the people, and I go, look, hey, for recognizing me, here's my card. If there's anything I can do to help you, all you have to do is reach out. And it just blows them away because I know a lot of people that do what you do and do what I do that if somebody comes up to them, oh, they hate it. They hate it. And I tell them, I go, if you hate it, get out of it. Because you yeah. can't, you can't be that way. You, you have just earned a new friend, and you have to treat that person like a friend. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's that's something that's always interesting because it's it's uh it's sometimes hard on the creator or the you know the personalities and because they know a lot about you, but you might not, you probably no. don't know anything about them. So it's uh it's a power dynamic in that like relationship that yeah. I think is very interesting and something that I never really understood before. So it's a, uh, I like, still, I'm, I'm still excited. I when still I don't. And, I still yeah. don't. My wife says, who was that? This is pizza. Hell out yeah. of me. I have no <laughs> idea who it was, but you know, I'll talk to him like as if we were best friends and, but you know what? And that's, that's the way to me, that's the way you need to do it. I think that's really cool. But, hey, I guess we're going to keep you for the next segment. We are. Don't you touch that dial, folks. We're going to come back, and we're going to find out if this is really his name, Reno May. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, our freedom of speech is just as important as our freedom of self-defense. We are thrilled to support an American company like MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com and use the code FREEMARKET3 and get up to 66% off America's best pillow. Get a great night's sleep and enjoy the satisfaction of supporting companies fighting against cancel culture. That's MyPillow.com. And use the free market three for up to 66% off. All right. We got Reno May on the line. And uh, he's a YouTube star. 
and he didn't realize he was a star, but now he's being recognized. <laughs> so I guess he's a star after all. All right, you don't have to answer this, but is Reno May your real name? You know, that's um, – I, I got to answer that with a little bit of a statement first. Okay. So I get two questions or two things said to me most often when people meet me. The first is, wow, I didn't think you were that tall because I'm a six foot two and it's kind of hard to tell when I'm sitting by myself yeah. in, a, in a room pointed from chest up. Um, That's what I would have so, said. You don't look that tall yeah. sitting on your videos. <laughs> <laughs> and then is that your real name? And yes, it is. Um, it's it's kind of funny because I never really got that growing up, you know, when I would introduce myself to people or if like someone it's, but now that the channel, I think people think it's a stage name because so many yeah. people go by stage ma- names on YouTube and nope, I, How cool. I just chose my real name. Okay. So did you ask your mom and dad, why did you call me Reno? I mean, were they a fan you know, of I, Reno, Nevada? <laughs> you know, I had to ask because everyone always assumes the uh, most obvious answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so it was kind of funny. I was born uh, five weeks early, so very, very early. And wow. they hadn't quite set on a name yet. And my mom went into labor or went into the hospital because she wasn't feeling well. She was feeling some pains. And they were uh-huh. like, you know, some over a month away. That couldn't, couldn't possibly be that, right? Ooh. So they go to the hospital and she says, I'm feeling discomfort. Like, okay, well, um, we're going to get you ready. You're going to be giving birth today. Um, wow. So they hadn't quite set on a name yet. They wanted something unique. And my dad got the phone call from him at, from work, was driving over, and he saw a sign that said, you know, Reno, Nevada, so many miles away, or like, come visit <laughs> Reno, something like that. So and he said, what about that? And there, you know, there it is. How cool is it? I was going to say, because isn't there, was there an old cowboy in the cowboy movies? There was always an yep, old cowboy that. named Reno. There was always a cowboy <laughs> named Reno. All right. Well, we digress, but... Uh, our listeners and your and all your fans, I'm sure, feel much better today than they did a few, a few minutes ago. <laughs> Got to go ahead and answer that one. Right yeah, up I did. <laughs> well, I, I get off air, and, and Wendy says, "I don't think we should ask him that." You know, that's you know, that's not that's kind of private. <laughs> I go, "Look, if he sticks himself out there on all these YouTubes, he's gunning for yeah. it. He's gonna get it." Somebody, somebody's mm-hmm. already asked him that. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, so Wendy, mm-hmm. you had so, some more questions. Meet and greet. That was the most common question. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, we did. uh, It was super fun to have you at um, the Route 66 event. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was super fun. Yeah, we got a lot of comments about being surprised at how tall you were, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Being being five weeks early, that's that's even even amazing. You know? Very, very blessed. Very happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So, so you do a lot of recording. You've got a ton of videos out there. What, mm-hmm. what you normally release at least, at least one or two videos a week, right? Yeah, it's usually about two a week. Sometimes it's more. Um, yeah. So, do you release a video that pops into your head, or do you have a schedule? Do you have an outline of, say, ten videos that you know you want to do in the next? two weeks i i kind of just fly by the seat of my pants for I the most a, part i mean i had a feeling know, i had a feeling <laughs> you're driving down the road somebody cuts mm-hmm. you off and you go i'm gonna go home and do a video on that guy 
<laughs> yeah, it's a lot of, you know, just current events as laws come up, yeah. uh, especially with, you know, things like uh, the recall election, uh, talking about that. Uh, I was kind of waiting because I wanted to, I didn't want to make too many videos talking about it. I wanted to kind of be like, uh, hey, here's my strategy. And my strategy is this. I'm first of all, I'm voting yes to recall. Right. And then I'm going to walk into the polling location. And before I do that, I'm going to look at who's the highest polling person that I feel comfortable with right. and I'm going to vote for them. Hey, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's my plan. You should do a video on the proper, e proper throwing of an egg because <laughs> that lady was terrible. Well, Joe well, is kind of the same way. He's our, he's our infamous blogger. And Joe, don't you kind of run into the same thing? You don't really have 10 blogs that you're going to do. It's what the current affairs and what you hear or see, yeah, motivate mine, you. Mine are kind of a mix because I'll I'll have usually three or four or, or five even ideas like on deck, and then like Reno's saying, I'll see something because I read a lot every day, and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll see something. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, I got to do that one. And some things are time sensitive. Some things, you know, I have to draw. You got to do that one like in the next yeah. day or two, or it doesn't make sense. Right. And then some of the mm -hmm. other ones I have on deck really aren't time sensitive, so I can do those later. So I kind of do a mix yeah. of things. So Reno, yeah, I think that's that's the big thing is yeah. uh, some stuff. It's like, man, like I could have had another video planned today, but it's like this has to go out now. Yeah. You know? So Reno, you you do so many videos. Do you have a favorite video that you've done? Oh my gosh. I think it would have to be a tie between my how to buy a gun in California videos, the most recent one uh, that was in 2020 and the good cause for concealed carry uh, in California, because I think those have the biggest impact. Mm. And so many people would comment uh, saying like, oh, I wasn't comfortable with the process of buying a gun, but I saw your video and it broke it down and now I did. Uh, and I think that's huge because in California, if you didn't grow up around guns and you didn't really have someone there to show you the ropes, yeah. there's it's complicated enough mm -hmm. to where it might discourage someone from walking in that door. Absolutely. And if I can get them to walk in that door and feel comfortable and ready to go, then that's mission accomplished, you know? So if I was to look for your videos and I am slightly older than dirt, how would I, <laughs> how would I go about that? If I go to YouTube, do I just put your name mm -hmm. in? Yep. Go on YouTube, type in R-E-N-O space M-A-Y. And it should show right up. Okay. Uh, if you have any questions about how to buy guns or any gun question, yeah. if you type that into Google, uh, it might it might show my face a few times. It just depends on <laughs> what you Google. But you'll only look like you're three feet tall because it's from the waist up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about a fun video? What's the most fun? What's the video that you had the most fun shooting? Uh, I think that would have to be a tie between some of the gun videos that I've made reviewing firearms and the videos that we put out regarding the meet and greet events that we did with route 66, mm. because that was just, it was so cool being able to meet so many people. I think, uh, the most recent one with Anthony that we did the armed in may event, mm -hmm. uh, over 2000 people were there over the two days. Uh, one of those days being mother's day. So that was impressive to see that much of a turnout. And I think that was probably the most fun just because it was such an experience, the process doing it. Uh, and then, you know, obviously shooting guns is really cool. So anytime I get to shoot a gun and talk about it in a video, that's always really fun for me. So when you're going to review a gun, 
do you have to go to a gun store or are the gun manufacturers recognizing you as a viable tool to talk about their their gun you know the only there's two guns that i got sent um or been given one of them was the franklin armory ca11 and that ended up being a very prosperous relationship between the two of us because of the stuff that they were doing with the title one, mm-hmm. having the three handguns on the roster. That was the, they approached me and they approached me when I was around 2000 subscribers. So that was really cool of them. And I'm so appreciative of them mm-hmm. getting in on the ground floor and helping me out there. And then uh, the other one that I got sent was it kind of happened organically because again, it was another company that it was like, I was going to be talking about these people anyway. Um, Second Amendment Zone down in, I think they were in Rancho Cucamonga. I can't remember the exact city they're in now, but they do some single shot conversion for the SIG P320. And I had made some videos previously talking about some of the stuff they did. And they ended up saying, hey, as like a thank you, because you've sent us so much business, I'd like to send you out this fire control unit for the P320. Um, So, yeah, I'm still at a point where I buy most of the stuff with, you know, my own money that I make from the channel. Gotcha. Well, the reason I bring it up is because Joe is our our product reviewer, and I keep telling him, just reach out to these companies and tell them what you're going to do, and they'll send it to you. And he goes, okay, and then he goes down and he buys it. (laughs) Well, I was buying them anyway, you know. So so he hasn't caught got the got it quite figured out yet but i think i think you're absolutely correct and you're doing it i mean they're coming to you which is huge so i cannot wait to see your see your videos because your videos must be compelling enough for a manufacturer to come to you which which is a true compliment uh on on what you're doing and you must be living the dream to just be able to uh use the money that you make from the channel to to help yeah. Grow the channel. To feed your, your illness. Well, hey, you know, to, to be fair, though, the bug assault gun people did send me a bug assault hey, gun, which turned I, out to be one of the best reviews here, you know. Have you seen, supplies. have you got one of those yet, <laughs> Reno? I do. I think, I think I saw some new ones that they have that look like they might be CO2 powered. I don't know if that's uh, what I was seeing, but I saw something that was shooting with some velocity, and I was like, that's borderline on a firearm. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Rick was nice enough to they sent us one and my wife has dogs and we have horses in our area and I always yell at her when she leaves the door open now I just leave yeah. the door open because man I am getting really good I got a red dot on mine that thing is bad that thing's bad to the bone I'm telling you all right, before we wrap up. Oh, yeah, up, before we digress. Before we wrap up, yeah. um, you know, we had such a good time at the Armed in May event. I wanted to see if you had anything in the works uh, for any events like that or if you're coming down to San Diego anytime soon. We'd love to do another meet and greet. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure about a date, but I know at some point we want to do more uh, like pop-up events down at Route 66, just maybe like. I'll show up with like a day notice. We would obviously talk to vendors maybe in advance Mm. (laughs) because it'd be a little harder to get guys out there Um, because we think that would be cool as like a little like organic thing. And I'd love to do that more often all over the state. Like if there were other ranges that wanted to have me out. So if anyone's listening and anyone knows if uh, I'd love to be able to, I don't know, maybe uh, brighten someone's day and show up. But as of right now, nothing's set in stone, but we definitely want to come back to Route 66 a lot more often. And what is we? Who is we? 
Uh, me and my buddies who I uh, have tag along with us for the uh, most part. <laughs> okay. Just double check it. Just double check it. Yeah. Well, buddy, again, just go to YouTube, put in Reno I uh, dash May. Yep, Reno May. Just type it in oh, and it'll show right up. All right, we can't wait. Well, thank you very much. All right, buddy, take care. We look forward to uh, talking to you down the road. Stay, stay close. Right on. Thanks. Oh yeah, and vote, vote, vote. Take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All So, um... No, it says welcome Mike and Keith oh. from Gun Experiment Experiment Podcast. Yeah, we could welcome them. Doesn't you know? If yeah, they that's just call, a welcome. Call. No, no, don't we have Wendy? We have them on, don't we? Okay. No, we don't. Oh, we don't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's what we were just talking about. <laughs> I'm not paying attention as usual. But hey, we do want to talk about PRMI Mortgage, slash alpine Are you in the military? Are you looking for help with a VA loan? Well, if you're looking to buy a refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com slash alpine. All right, since our guest has not been able to call in as yet... uh. Let's just chat about what's going gun on prom. in the Second Amendment world. Or the gun prom, because sure. I think it's really important if you've never been, it is the most fun you will have with a bunch of like-minded Second Amendment. With with 950-something? <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> like than that minded? now. Yeah. I think that's... So what you were saying about being in the same room with all of these like-minded other... People, like-minded people. Yeah. people. I think that is the biggest feedback that we get is mm-hmm. that it's... So amazing to see that many people who are that supportive of the Second Amendment having so much fun and getting dressed up. You know, we get people who come in in jeans and cowboy boots. Tex Ritter over here. Oh, I'll be in jeans and cowboy boots. I'll throw a sport coat on. I may have been talking about Joe Dramisi. (laughs) Hey, Uh, I just bought a new hat. I uh just came back from Austin. I bought a new pair of cowboy boots. That's right, and I, I do break out the rattlesnake boots uh, the for ni- the, the gun nice prom. The nice boots, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. You know, but we've got people in tuxedos. We've I got know. really nice suits. We've got ball gowns. We've got cocktail dresses. It's it's just a lot of fun. It's a nice way to yeah. uh, celebrate your Saturday night. And but it is nice, you know, what you're the point you were making before about um, how. Um, uh, what's the word? The How, community uh, and the... Yeah, the, just me, you know, being in there with that many people that are pro-Second Amendment. Like-minded. That, like-minded people that are normal. Yeah. You know, and you get a variety of people. I mean, you'll see truck drivers, teachers, lawyers, doctors, politicians. I mean, right. just a whole... And, and what it is, I mean, it's it's a cross-section of, whole of America. It's everybody. Yeah, have you noticed, it's just Have you noticed when and... the politicians, when you talk to the politicians at this event, they're just like you and I? And I think that's that's the appeal of the I entire event is that everybody there are they're just their friends, mm-hmm. their neighbors, family members, yeah. coworkers. You know, it's it uh, like Joe said, it's just literally a cross section. Yeah. They're not trying of, to get your vote. Yeah, they're not trying to get you to donate. 
they just love the fact that you and they are on the same page. Well, and you do run into people, too, that, that surprise you that they're there. I know. And I think you'll see more of that this year because it's such a big crowd. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, Dave was talking about having that experience. And um, some friends of ours, actually, there was a, a guy at our table, Tommy Rendine, uh, used to work with your wife years yeah. ago. Oh, my God. Ran into her there. There was another guest that we had at our table that um, – ran into a former boss that had no idea they were gun owners or anything so yeah. it was uh you'll see a lot of that kind we've of had stuff that happen there. a couple of times it's always really fun yeah um, and it just yeah. makes for a better event and where where's it it, where's the gun problem going to be it is at the town and country hotel uh, october 16th all doors. remodeled what was that all oh yeah remodeled. it is all remodeled it looks super nice have now. you been down i haven't I been have. down yet yeah the they've remodeled the entire property it looks really beautiful wow. so if you haven't stayed there recently um it's it's a great staycation hey guess what mike and keith could hear us yelling where's mike and keith because guess what they're on the line hey guys how you doing we're doing well how are you doing well just living the dream you know talking guns talking second amendment right here on radio so how bad could it be right we were in a little bit of a slow gear but uh we're we're getting going now (laughs) well awesome welcome Thank you. So, you guys run a podcast called The Gun Experiment. Um, why that don't you correct. tell us a little bit about what the the theme of the podcast is? Yeah, I mean, so the name kind of uh, gives away a little bit, but, you know, The, the Gun Experiment, it was, um, the idea was basically we don't claim to be experts, we don't know everything, and, uh, but, you know, we're, we're gun enthusiasts and certainly advocates for the Second Amendment, so... We're just trying to experiment with different concepts and uh, everything from shoot and trap to self-defense and long-range shooting. And we get the chance to talk to ex- experts in the field and, you know, we get to learn quite a bit of uh, cool stuff. It's is a good, it like good a, experience. Is it like a gun podcast version of Mythbusters? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, we've thrown around a couple ideas uh, like that, but uh, no, we've not done anything like that yet. Yeah, I mean, the closest thing we came is uh, we used a cantaloupe as a um, test dummy on some body armor. Yeah, okay. which was fun. Yeah, the cantaloupe bruised. Yeah, I can hear you two arguing. Oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. No, 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 go ahead, you can do it. Oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> Well, we do, we, we do put a, a lot of competition. We, we're both very, very competitive people. And actually, I think that's probably really how Mike and I really became really close friends was through competition. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how do you know each other? We're, we're neighbors. Uh, we, we only live uh, like, a, I don't know, a couple hundred yards from each other. I actually ride my bicycle to his house. Very cool. And, um, <laughs> and uh, we... He moved into the neighborhood first. I came uh, came in shortly after him, and we've uh, we just hit it off after that. And uh, he invited me on uh, the gun experiment as the first guest, which no one has ever heard, luckily, <laughs> and uh, asked me to stay. And I've just kind of stuck around since then. So I you that first episode. So you didn't know each other before you moved into the neighborhood. No, no. no. we actually did go to the same high school, but. Uh, Keith is a few years younger than me, so we never really crossed paths in high school. But um, huh. I think that was kind of part of the when we first met. It was like, oh yeah, you you went there too, and it kind of oh you like guns too. And next thing we knew, we were fast friends. I guess you could say. How cool is that? Well, everything everything's meant to be for a reason. So that was probably why you two guys hooked up. So uh, that's interesting. So you, you talk to people in the industry. Do you and you, do you review guns and and gear and what have you? 
Yeah, the show is kind of like we kind of segmented up. So we always usually start off with an interview and we'll have somebody in the industry or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, someone of interest. And then we'll do some different segments. So we do everything from a gear review segment. We do a segment called uh, Let's Mix It Up, which is it, it's usually gun related, but we just kind of change the topic from an interview to maybe picking that person's brain on their expertise or um, or just something. You know, we recently did like court cases. And, uh, and then we, we do second, uh, second amendment lawyer, um, from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Joshua, Joshua Prince. Prince. Yeah. And, uh, it was a great conversation just about, you know, uh, overall second amendment laws in, in, in different, uh, in different areas of, uh, of interest. Like, uh, what was he, he, he specialized in being able to, to do trusts really. And then we got talking about some Supreme court cases that were coming up in uh, New York, especially we, uh, for those that don't know, Mike and I are living the, the uh, dark side of New York. I know you guys are from California. You, you deal with a lot of the same same stuff we deal with. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we've had all different people on. We've had a traveling gypsy, as we like to call her, Taylor. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I heard one of their most popular segments was when they interviewed Michael Schwartz and Joe Dramisi from San Diego County yeah. Gun Owners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, those white guys showed up for sure. <laughs> Learned a lot on that one a bit. <laughs> So it sounds like you do a little bit of everything, which is very cool. A really great way to keep in touch with what's going on in the Second Amendment world. So how how would you say that your podcast is different than other Second Amendment podcasts out there? Well, I mean, I think everybody's kind of touching on, you know, everyone crossed paths, right? We're, we're, we're definitely all sort of touching on similar things. Um, I think really for us, what's different is exactly what I said about the title, it's you know, it's basically two jokers just trying to kind of find our way in this uh, Second Amendment world. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people, first of all, there are people out there that are experts, right? So they're, they're definitely, uh, there's a, a niche for that. Um, but I really am very proud of the fact that we're really kind of like an open book in terms of bringing on. I had someone reach out the other day. He's an ATM um, technician. So he works on ATMs. And he was like, have you ever thought about having an ATM technician on your show? And I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> and then I said, I, I don't see the angle. And then he started telling me about some of the crazy stories that he has to deal with. And he does carry a gun. And I was like, well, I'm not exactly opposed to it. I, I will think of how we could maybe work on this. And I will consider definitely having you on maybe. So yeah, we're very open-minded to the types of guests. Very cool. So tell us how to find you, what platforms you're on so as far as the podcast we're basically on every directory out there um okay. in terms of uh listening to episodes if you don't want to you know i'm sure a lot of people listen to either apple or spotify but we do have a website thegunexperiment.com uh episodes are listed there as well and uh, our mailing list is there we're on social media facebook twitter instagram um instagram is probably where i spend most of my time and uh, that's where people can DM me and reach out to me. Keith doesn't do any social media, so no, trying to trying trying to uh, stay off that as long as possible. Smart that's, man, yeah, bold move. How so? What you guys have posted um, a, an episode recently? You want to tell us about your most recent episode? Uh, yeah, I think the most recent one was uh, Nighthawk Customs, correct? Uh, oh gosh, I, uh, I I lost track. Yeah, Nighthawks was definitely one of the last. Yeah, I think Nighthawk Customs. So we have the guys from Nighthawk Customs, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but they build beautiful custom 1911. Mark and uh, Mick, right? Mickey and Mark. Yeah. 
And uh, so we had those guys on there from Arkansas. And we had a blast. Yeah, if you've never met them, they are, could you say, they're what you'd expect from Arkansas? Well, I, I mean, I definitely made a comment in the episode that uh, there was an Arkansas comment for sure. I mean, they, you know, they were a lot of fun. Yeah. And they were cool guys that... I just wanted to go to Arkansas and check them out. <laughs> All right, guys. Mark, hey, Mark is an old farmer. Oh, basically. that's that's yeah. And well, you know, it's a long story and how he got into the whole 1911 thing. But All right. I mean, well, hey, guys. Kind of guy uh, that uh, un- unlike podcast, I have a top of the hour break. I have to hit. I can't let it go by. Uh, no. Thanks a million. You guys are off the charts. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, so this segment we're going to be talking about Joe's latest blog called The Witch is Dead. Oh, and right. And you guys guess who the witch is. I can't believe I just read it. I'm so excited right now. I can't even hardly see straight. But before that, did you know John Dillon is the attorney on the Miller versus Bonta case and the Jones versus Bonta case? In other words, he's working to remove the assault weapons ban and working to restore the Second Amendment right for 18 to 21-year-olds. And if you have legal matters that involve firearms that you need, then you need to call our attorney, John Dillon, especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Just call 760-642-7150, or you can visit him at the website at dillonlawgp.com. All right, Joe, the witch is dead. What does that mean? No, it means another good blog article, and I I know you're just uh, (laughs) chomping at the bit to get to that. Um, But first, before I do that, though, um, I got something for you that um, Nina came across and thought that Dave would like this. What's that? So I brought it in for you. And uh, what is it? Here, actually, let me pass it over to you, and then you can grab it out of there. Because uh, I figured I'd do this while we're on live, oh so you'd have to be nice God. about it. Oh, my God. Da-da-da. Look at so. that. I, I, oh, wait. What you guys could... on earth? For those uh, that are listening on the radio, he has an M&M toy. Hey, I have I have YouTube, thanks to- uh, Oh, I know that, boy. but I'm just saying people are listening on the radio. <laughs> that I have 27 of these. With teddy bear slippers well, on a magic carpet. Yeah, and the way it works, <laughs> see, you put your- and, and, the can- and the lazy boy actually works. And the candy comes out of the bottom. Oh, it's a candy. You tell yes. me that she is the best. Well, she saw that and it just screamed Dave Stahl at her. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's me when I'm not doing radio. Sitting Sit- in your lazy boy oh, watching yeah, I TV. I got my slippers on, my fingers on the remote. <laughs> tell her thank you very much. How sweet is that? 
See, that God, this whole segment's the best segment yet because the witch is dead. Yeah, there you go. So the Are witch you is... not worried about that guy? The Which witch? guy? The witch? No, not anymore. I'm not. You want I was. Your bag? You can have your bag. No, nah, you can have bags. I hate those bags. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All one right. of us will take the bag. Um, but yeah, the witch is dead. So the Chipman nomination. Um, David Chipman was the crackpot, I guess is a good word for yeah. it, um, that uh, the Biden administration had nominated to head the ATF. And, um, you know, it was a long kind of drawn out uh, process in the Senate. And, um, you know, finally, uh, things were looking bad, and they finally withdrew the nomination the other day, which was a really great thing because I think, um, yeah, I think all Americans really dodged a, a major bullet with this guy, um, you know, being withdrawn. And it's interesting, you know, the, the ATF, um, you know, a lot of the agencies now have been politicized, and, and they've mm-hmm. done a lot of damage probably in the last 10, 15 years um, with credibility and everything with a lot of these agencies like the FBI and the IRS and especially the ATF. But the ATF has always been a, a, a highly political, um, Michael calls them a predatory agency, I think. Which is um, true. That's true. Yeah, and they don't, they don't tend to focus so much on criminals. They, it seems like they focus more on, on harassing law-abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. But um, it's always been a very political um, organization, so much so that you know, over the last 15 years, I think it was, um, they've only had one confirmed director in the last 15 years, and that was for about a three-year period under the Obama administration. All the rest of the time, it's been a temporary person because neither party uh, has really been able to, you know, get someone through the Senate process, the confirmation process. And, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, and I think the, the right is a little less bad at this than the left is, um, but, you know, someone like Chipman, for instance, I mean, why, you know, what possible good could it be to put a, a, an extremist, a gun control mm-hmm. lunatic um, at the head of the ATF. I mean, it's because Chipman was a, uh, I think, a 25-year veteran with the ATF. He, he was a, an agent. He worked in the ATF for most of mm-hmm. his career. Um, he left the ATF, uh, and I want to say back in 2013, somewhere back in there, and joined the Giffords, um, you know, anti-gun group, and where he was a senior policy advisor. And he's he's a very hardcore anti-gun person. And I mean, if you're you're trying to put someone, you know, in control of the ATF, the uh, you know the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, um, you know, put somebody that's at least reasonably, you know, capable of trying to be a little bit even-handed about mm-hmm. how they go about applying things. Uh, Chipman's not the guy, and um, and even you know, as far as is you know, left-wing extremists go. I mean, I think uh, I wrote about him. In, uh, probably about a month ago or so when he was first nominated and and he's like a lunatic's lunatic you know he was he's nutty even for that side and uh you know there were all sorts of um of uh videos of him on different you know talk shows news shows things like that um describing you know gun bans and and different things like that that he would you know that he advocated uh making fun of uh first time gun owners uh, you know, there's been a big surge in uh, first-time gun buying the last couple of years because of a lot of the stuff that's been going on. And, uh, you know, there was the one, and I can't remember if it was a Sunday morning show or a CNN interview, something like that, where, you know, he was uh, talking about first-time gun owners uh, being afraid that the zombies are coming, you know, and just making fun of people like that. And that mm-hmm. that's the kind of person that he is. And, um, you know, you can see some of the, uh, a lot of the senators had problems with him. And... Um, 
there was one, and I'm going to say it was Rand Paul that was uh, discussing it with him, that was asking him um, to define a um, an assault rifle. Because Actually, that was Lindsey Graham. Was it Lindsey Graham that was doing that? And he wanted to know, to explain. I got him mixed up with Fauci. The oh, other you know, no, 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 no. Who's the guy? Kennedy from Louisiana. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. You're sure? I'm positive right. it was Kennedy from Louisiana because <laughs> he says exp- define it. He just AR. asked him to define it, and, and he, he would not. Well, he, he couldn't. Well, he refused to, though, because, well, I'm just going to accept Well, that's up the, to the Congress. Defin- yeah. That's up to Congress. And, he, and, he's, and the the senator that was talking to him, whoever it was, Kennedy, yeah, it was Kennedy. Um, you know, was saying, well, what's, what is your definition? If I ask you specifically, yeah, how do you define do it? it? And, yeah, he could not or would not. Just refused to do I it. I don't think he could. I don't think he really knew because we all know – an assault weapon is there's no such thing yeah and that and that's the thing and and you know he was talking about Jeez. you know what they would like to do is just ban anything that's semi-automatic and you've heard that come out of the biden administration yeah. too so this is a good thing they um this didn't work and um you know they the majority that they have i guess the senate is 50 50 with kamala harris would be the deciding vote in a tie right and um you know normally they could count on some of the uh the usual republicans that that don't even pretend to support the values right. that the other Republicans pretend to support. Right. And, but usually you can count on either Murkowski or Collins or Romney yeah. to cross over and support them. But even they, um, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. And Susan Collins from Maine actually came out and, and said specifically, she's looked at everything. She's talked to her constituents. And for some reason she couldn't support this guy. Guy's a loony too. And, uh, yeah. And the last one, I think the one that, that actually caused it to get withdrawn, um, there's a, uh, a senator named Angus King, mm-hmm. uh, and um, what King uh, King is also from Maine, and uh, King is an independent officially, but he caucuses with the Democrats, so he tends to vote that way. But um, when he came out and said, you know, he just can't support the guy, that was the last uh, kind of the last straw. So that's mm-hmm. what made them uh, withdraw that. But um, like I said, that was a really uh, just a really good thing. So I don't know what will happen. Um, or who they'll plug in next. Yeah, I'm not sure because now you've got, um, you know, hopefully it's done Beto. for now. Well, because 2022 is going to be coming what around. Better will work. Um, <laughs> you know, he was supposed to be. Uh, he was the gun czar. He was going to be. And, you know, I have not seen much of that. Funny thing, eh? That is interesting. See, You're you right. don't see I stay on top of this. There stuff. you go. Yeah. I stay there. All right. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Why? Because we can And guess what? Joe is on a roll. He's going to come back with a gear review. And you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right. Older eyes sometimes have trouble switching focus between your front sight and your target. Let's see if Joe's found a solution. But first, we are so proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates. They offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors. They provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can join them today. Members get great prices and free shipping. 
You can learn a whole lot more about them at the National Concealed Carry Association. Com. All right, Joe, what do you got for us old eyes? So what we have here are some, uh, some shooting glasses from uh, SSP Eyewear that you can see here. And um, the issue that, that Wendy was talking about here, um, you know, especially as you get older, but uh, younger people have problems too mm -hmm. sometimes if you wear glasses. Um, but when you're shooting, especially with iron sights, it doesn't matter so much with the, um, with the red dots. But um, if you're shooting with iron sights, you need to be able to focus um, – on the site and uh and that's what you're looking for and the problem with those of us that wear glasses um like i wear my sunglasses for instance are prescription they're progressive glasses and um for me they'll focus on the front site um the problem is i have to tilt my head back at kind of a you know a higher angle because you know the where the lens is on the glass where it focuses whoops, right up here on my front sight if i'm looking like that mm -hmm. i've got to tilt my head back a little bit which is a weird shooting position oh, yeah. ideally you'd want your head down um the problem with that is the glasses don't focus that way with uh these glasses from ssp what they've done is they've put a lens up in the top edge of the glass so it's a bifocal oh these are prescriptions no not really you can get them prescription i believe um these are like your like the cheater glasses, the reading glasses oh, you can pick up at Costco. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they come from, uh, you can get anywhere from a 1 up to a 3.0 magnification. And they go in 0.25 increments all the way up. Mm -hmm. But um, they uh, they work really nice. So if you open it up, this is the, um, this is the Top Focal Ultra Kit. And um, what this comes with is you get the uh, frames. And I've got a pair of lenses sitting in here. But you get the frames, and what you get is um, three lenses. So you get clear lenses, or three sets, actually, of uh, clear. You have amber, and then you have smoke-colored, mm -hmm. the darker ones. And you get three, again, uh, sets out here, the same colors. The difference is um, on these three sets, the, uh, the bifocal part or the magnifier part is at the top. Uh, on these, it's at the bottom. So what they talk oh. about... Well, it's interesting. What they talk about on the website is that you could put one lens in one side, one in the other side. So you could, say, use one eye to see out the top. You could use the other eye to look out the bottom, which I don't know that I would do Have that. you tried that? Did you try that? I don't think so. It, it doesn't sound like something I would do. But um, what I needed and what worked really well is uh, if you could see these. So if you could kind oh, of yeah. see there, so you've got the magnifying glass at the top and then just clear glass at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And if you put these guys on... Typically, you know, if you're firing a handgun, you've got the gun out in front of you, and then what you're doing is your head should be down about like this. And if I look about down like that, I'm really focused right there where my front sight is. Right. So it it's really helpful because with my other glasses, I have to kind of shoot like that, and it's weird. And um, it's great if you're shooting through iron sights. It works really well. Um, you know, I just try to red dot out now on my 34, so it doesn't matter so much with the red dots. But like on my carry gun that has iron sights, uh, on my 1911 it's iron sights. And um, these work just great. And um, you get these interchangeable lenses, and they pop right out. So what you do is you kind of squeeze the lens a little bit, and it just pops out. So you can see there's a little kind of indent um, on the you know lower right side, then on the upper uh, left side. And they just pop right into the lens. So you just kind of fit that in there like that. And then squeeze it again, pop the other side in. Whoops. 
Makes for easy cleaning of the lenses, too. There you go. Yeah, and you could switch them back and forth because um, these actually work really well. And what I've done um, when we're teaching the um, the concealed carry classes, uh, some of the classes are indoors, some are on the, out on the outdoor range. So for all the indoor ones, uh, I typically use these because a lot of um, – you know, a lot of times what we're doing there is you're you're demonstrating things. So so you're kind of lining up, and you know you're holding the gun, you're shooting, and you're trying to make a tiny little uh, circle there. And um, you know these work really well. Um, they work a little bit. I don't say they work less well. They're less necessary, I think, like shooting matches mm -hmm. and things because you tend to be moving around. You're in different weird positions, so it's not not quite as helpful. You're not quite as lined up as you would be if you're just shooting in a range. Uh, but for doing the range stuff, for teaching classes, uh, this thing is great. For just um, sitting there, you know, doing practice or training or something like that, uh, these things are outstanding. Hmm. They um, And I like them a lot. So, like I said, I switch back and forth. If I'm at the indoor range, I'll wear the clear lenses mm -hmm. like this. Um, you saw it just takes a second to pop in the uh, either the amber lenses if you're outside. Or outdoor. Or they've got a darker smoke-colored lens, which uh, all three of these work great. So uh, I'll tend to bounce back and forth. What would be the application for the darker lens? Uh, just a sunnier day out there. It's uh, you know a real bright day. Um, like I, an I just, overcast, an overcast day, you'd probably use the yellow. Yeah, I, you know, I remember from my ski patrol days, uh, on days where it was overcast, the light was real flat. The yellow-amber lenses work really well. Uh, the darker ones are okay, but like um, where we used to see it is you can't pick up the things in the snow. You can't see the little divots and bumps and holes and things like that. Uh, but you can see them really well with the yellow lenses. And I think it's probably the same out here. Um, this time of year, I haven't had a chance to try it with a cloudy day yet, but um, but I'll try those in there. But uh, they work really well. And this is the Top Focal Ultra Kit. So for $129, you get all these. So you get the frame, you get uh, three pair with the uh, focal, with the um, bifocal in the top, or you get three pair of lenses with the bifocal in the bottom. And um, like I said, the magnifications go from a, a 1.0 uh, up to a 3.0, and they go in 0.25 increments. So what are the lens uh, replacement costs so you don't have to buy the whole set? Say you wanted to buy, say you scratched the, the one of the yellow lenses. Do you know what those individual? That's a, uh, yeah, that's a good question that I do not have an answer okay. for you. But if you look on their website, uh, you. you can get all of these things. You can buy just a single pair of glasses. Mm -hmm. Uh, they do glasses uh, specifically for hunting, for shooting. Um, they have uh, just sunglasses, polarized sunglasses on there. Uh, there's several different kinds of kits like this one. This happens to be the Ultra Kit, uh, but there was uh, several different kinds like that. So uh, they have quite a variety up there. Um, and uh, they do different have a, frames as well. I mean, different styles, they colors. Do have, yeah, because um, you know what I was thinking. I was thinking, wow, it'd be nice maybe to have a separate another frame so I could have one rigged up, say, with the sunglasses, mm -hmm. one rigged up clear. I was the same thing. And um, and that is probably, I mean, that's an idea. But then these things pop out so easily. I mean, you saw how long it it took me just to. Yeah, but you know what? When you popped them out, now you've got to clean them because you just got your fingerprints all over. I did. That's true. And uh, yeah, so they if you will had be a two grinding. sets, you had. To... You would not have to do that. Yeah. You know? Correct. So, um, so yeah, that's probably a good way to go with that. Um, the price but, uh, is more than reasonable. That's what I was thinking because uh, you know, for glasses, especially a decent pair, because you know, when you're shooting like that, I mean, I, I've done this for years now so my head's always in a goofy position i got used to it uh but it was actually nice to be able to shoot correctly yeah. with these things and this is a um this is a really inexpensive solution to that because if you go through because i've looked at getting um prescription shooting glasses 
and uh, they're pricey if you want to get them with your prescription in it. And then, you know, figuring out, do you get them just exactly this way? Uh, which is, I'm assuming what you would do. So, um, you know, and then they're only going to be pretty much good for shooting like that. Do you, uh, Wendy, do you wear glasses or do you have uh, that issue? I wear contacts. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't have that. Do contacts focus like that? Um, on your front sight, do you have... Um, no, um, I, I do have a little bit of astigmatism, which doesn't help. But without the astigmatism, you, you the eyes with contacts should focus normally. So I don't have that close, far problem but okay. now that i'm getting astigmatism it's starting to so you don't have funky. the is you don't have to hold your head at an odd angle to focus on your front sight not with my contacts no. oh, okay Good. without your contacts <laughs> without my contacts i pretty much can't see anything so, <laughs> so we're not gonna hit anything exactly so uh but yeah i thought these were just a great um a great alternative so i was really happy with these things so i, I will definitely be using these uh especially on my indoor range stuff um and SSP Eyewear was nice enough to give us a promo code. So for the listeners of Gun Owners Radio, so uh, just Gun Owners Radio will get you 15% off wow. on these things. And actually for members of San Diego County Gun Owners, there's an even better discount of 25%. For the so, promo codes? Uh, for the promo codes for, um, for our listeners are just Gun Owners Radio. That's the promo code. The uh, promo code for 25% off is a secret that uh, you'll hear about when you join San Diego County Gun Owners. Ah, so that's, very uh, good. That's, that's Rich's uh, secret idea. But, um, but yeah, these are good. I, it's, uh, I can't say enough about these glasses. Uh, they're really fun to shoot with. Um, like I said, they work indoors and outdoors, mm -hmm. which, uh, again, for me was a big deal. I just... Uh, I just decided to take the plunge and go with the red dot sights and, uh, I'm trying them out on my Glock 34 <laughs> now. And, uh, and my plan was, uh, cause I'm going to be shooting the gas match at gun site here on the first, first, second of October, I think it is. And, uh, I am not used to the red dot yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I was hoping that would pressure me in the training with them, but it's not working so far. I have a quick question about the, the comfort of the glasses though. Do you normally wear over the ear protection? Um, I do. It, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm at the indoor range, I'll wear the, the headset kind of things like this. Yeah. Um, and they were real comfortable with those okay. on. Um, when I'm outside now, because it's so hot this time of year, I'll yeah. tend to wear a bigger hat. And I've got the electronic. Actually, I use the Grizzly ears oh, now nice. when I'm outside. So those are working. Okay. But you can try these out. You can see uh, how they feel under your uh, yeah, headset Yeah, I there. just noticed they, they have a curved, um, the, the eye pieces the uh, ear, got, ear piece the ear piece it's got a name i'm sure um it's pretty frame. curved the frame, <laughs> uh -huh. sure there we go um and so i was just curious about how it fit underneath with me they're real comfortable and uh i didn't have a problem at all oh my god i feel old the bifold yeah it'll, yeah, yeah you'll, right. you'll, you'll get there <laughs> i'm already there okay those are comfy yeah. So do they have different sizes for different size heads or is one size fit all? That um they do talk about that. Uh that that size is supposed to go up to an extra large head, whatever okay. that is. So when Michael comes back, I'll bring we'll him try in it next on week. We'll try it. <laughs> all right. Very good. All right. Well, hey, I tell you what, folks, don't go anywhere. We got a whole lot more coming up. In fact, in the last half hour, Sam the gunman. And you definitely want to hear the question we've got for him today. But right now we're gonna take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. 
right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, AM 1170. The answer. I don't have anything to say Did over here Did you see anyway. everybody take off like rats in, a, in the barn, man? We <laughs> got distracted. We were talking about first aid. That's why I yelled as loud as I did. Hey, folks, did you know law-abiding gun shops and manufacturers had their credit card processing shut down because their vendors think guns are inappropriate? Well, shutting down businesses that support your constitutional right to self-defense is wrong, which is why we are so excited to have 365 Glacier Payments as a 10-ring partner. 365 Glacier Payments specializes in companies in the firearm industry. If you have a business that accepts credit cards, give them a call today so you can enjoy the peace of mind that your accounts won't be shut down and also enjoy the best rates. Visit their website at 365glaciorpayments.com and ask for a free account review. And if they can't beat your credit card processing rates, they'll pay you $100. Not bad. So this is open mic. For 15 minutes, even though he's not here. <laughs> I, I could probably, I'll try to step into his shoes. I think you could. In fact, I was talking to a young lady just the other day about not me, SD. <clears throat> Very nice. Because she was, you know, she heard that I had a gun show. And she says, ah, I can't find anybody in the family. I can't, nobody wants to. I go, you don't need them. Yeah. Just go to. Not me, SD. Thank and they you. will hook you up. Yeah. I'll do, they'll do everything from training to getting you the proper firearm. And in some situations, if your financial situation is in a, in a, in a way, they can even help you get not only a gun, but the training is the most important thing. And then you, then you become part of their family because once you start with not me, SD, that's just like you got a new sister. All right. Thanksgiving dinner. You get to go to all that stuff. <laughs> It is. You know what, though? It is It is a total sisterhood. We have seen um, so much connection and communication between the ambassadors uh, and their participants and among the ambassadors, among the participants. It's been really, really cool to see. Um, we actually did a seminar yesterday at P2K. Um, it was an introduction to firearms course. So we covered uh, a couple of basic things, um, how to pick a, a gun, what's the difference between a semi-automatic and a revolver, what kinds of things do you want to think about when you're selecting uh, a gun to purchase. Um, and you know, even just within that little class, we had a couple of ladies who exchanged their information and they want to go shooting together mm-hmm. and it's super fun. So. We um, are super proud of our program. You know, we create an environment where women can ask all the questions that they want. Um, You know, Reno May was saying earlier how he gets a lot of people who come to him and say, I know absolutely nothing about Mm -hmm. guns. There's so much information out there. Um, I know zero gun owners and I don't know who to ask. Help me. Help me, please. And so we have these other women who are experienced gun owners who have gone through the experience of purchasing and selecting a firearm, getting training that is appropriate for where they are in their journey. And most of them also have their CCW. So these ambassadors are able to really help these other women feel comfortable with making sure that they're asking the right kinds of questions, making sure they have, you know, 
at least semi-verified information, not just some random link on YouTube or, or Google, because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of great information out there, but there's also a lot of bad information. And if they're anything like I was when I first started Googling gun information, I really was hesitant to trust any of that information. I just didn't know what was considered good information. You don't trust Google? Uh, not normally. No. I can't believe <laughs> You do. Oh, I believe every word of it. I you know, know you do. Either. Well, I think the people that I've talked to that have been in the program, it, it was life-changing. Right. I've actually had people tell me it was life-changing. That's really cool. And you've had, haven't you had over, what, 400 women We're just about now? to hit 500. Oh, right. Right. Um, that's just in San Diego. We started Not Me RC, which is based out of Riverside County, earlier this year. Um, we also started Not Me OC this past summer, mm-hmm. so we're chugging along. San Bernardino, uh, too, right? San Bernardino's coming along. Okay. Um, we're working on it. But, you know, we're starting to create a community between all of these women. We're doing a lot of more outreach um, at, you know, other women-specific events. Um, and, and the reason you're saying it's coming along, folks, in case you're wondering why there's a little bit of hesitancy... You have to have the right people running these programs. You can't mm-hmm. just have anybody willy nilly that wants to come in and do this. You know, they got to have that same kind of uh, mission statement that we have here in San Diego. Not me, SD. Is that kind of a fair statement? That's yes. That's a very good point. Um, the the people who help make this program possible are, um, you know, they're the the backbone of the. Mm-hmm. The program mm-hmm. so we need to have the right people in place to be able to promote this program um the other thing is you know if you're in san bernardino you can definitely reach out to our riverside program if you're in la you can reach out to our orange county program mm-hmm. what will probably happen is that you know we'll definitely assign you to somebody um they will help you through the process they'll give you all the referrals that you that you would normally get if you were part of the program the thing the, the only caveat is that most of those resources that you will be referred to are going to be probably located in the county in which the program is based. Right. So if you're in L.A., you might get referrals for people in or for, you know, gun shops or mm-hmm. trainers or um, information that's located out of Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing applies to Riverside and San Bernardino. But there's so much overlap. A lot of the ladies who are really active in Riverside are also spending a lot of time in San Bernardino. Sure. Um, same thing with Orange County and LA. So there's still a lot of help that we can offer, um, but you know, obviously a lot of the information is going to be based out of the home home base of that program. Sounds great. Yeah. So what's Super enough? Cool. So um, thanks for the yeah thanks for bringing that up. So the enough ordinance is a or uh, is is a law that's being proposed by the San Diego City Council. Um, and I, c- I can't remember exactly what ENOUGH stands for, but it's something about ending non-serialized uh, firearms. Mm. So it's their ghost gun ban. Ah, okay. This, now, just to let everybody know, they are voting on, they're doing the final vote on this ordinance on September 14th. That's this coming Tuesday. This already has gone to vote last month. Um, in San Diego, they always do two readings of the ordinance to give ample opportunity for the citizens of the city of San Diego to voice their opinions about what 
you know, what they think about this ordinance. So the idea is that they're going to take 80% products, um, which are totally legal everywhere else in the country. Um, and they're saying that you're not allowed to possess, own, sell, or transfer um, 80% kits. So as some of you know, there is a legal process for you to purchase an 80% kit and manufacture a firearm <coughs> at your home. And then once you manufacture it, you would actually register it with the DOJ. And basically this ordinance is saying you can't purchase it without a serial number. You have to get the serial number first. That's not the way it works in California. You have to manufacture it and then get a serial number. Um, you know, so they're basically putting the chicken or the egg or the egg before the cart, cart, in front cart of before the horse, the horse all yeah. of those fun, <laughs> fun things. Yeah. Um, and they're making it impossible for you to own an 80%. 80%. See, and this is the, the point Michael always makes to why it's so important um, to get involved locally because really, this goofy ordinance just applies to the city of San Diego. Mm -hmm. So it hurts people that live in the San Diego. It inconveniences people that live in the San Diego. It hurts uh, gun shop owners that are unfortunate enough to own a gun shop within the city limits. Because realistically, anybody that wants to buy one of those can drive a few miles to Imperial Beach, to El Cajon, to La Mesa, any place else pretty much in the state and buy the things. So again, this does nothing. It just harasses people. And this is the kind of stuff you get when you get anti-gun type extremists um, elected locally. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's the problem. And that's what, what Michael always talks about with San Diego County gun owners. You know, we can yeah. influence these elections. Um, you know, if you look at Joel Anderson, who is someone we endorsed at the supervisor level, won by 250 votes. You know, that's definitely, um, you know, influenceable with our, what, 2,800 members? Yeah. Um, Dustin Trotter won by five votes Yes, and they asked for a recount and he still won by five votes. He did. But again, local elections, you can influence that way. And this is the kind of goofiness that you stop, you know, if you can keep these people out of office locally. Absolutely. And these are the kinds of people who are going to go to the state level or go to the federal level. You know, these elected officials, they start at the city council Mm -hmm. level pretty Mm -hmm. much most of them. And for us to be able to influence politics at the local level before they get to state or federal level, that's super important because not just the elected officials are going to move on to higher office, but these ordinances move on to higher office, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of other cities and states that look at what we're doing here in San Diego County and they, they want to copy it. You know, our gun violence restraining orders, that program is being copied all over the country. Um, you know, there are other cities in San, in sorry, in California that are trying to pass similar ghost gun bans. And they're looking at the language that we're proposing here in San Diego. And that's what California is really all about. It's a test bed for insanity. <laughs> if you can yes. get it through yes. in California, then we can get it through here in Ohio. Yep. And, and I truly believe that. I mean... It's because California will jump through all the hoops. They'll do everything crazy to get it to pass and gives the everybody else a pathway to that same end result, which is what we have to stop. We exactly. have to stop that insanity. Yeah. Exactly. So we encourage everybody to show up to the city council meeting on Tuesday. Vote uh, first. Vote first. <laughs> yes. Vote yes on the recall first and then log into Zoom at 10 a.m. 
Um, if you visit the San Diego City Council's website, there is instructions on how to log into the Zoom meeting. And the public comment will run from 10 to 11 o'clock. They will take a recess to do closed session and lunch. And then they, I think they resume at 2 o'clock. So if you guys set aside 10 to 11 and then 2 p.m. to whenever, whenever um, they're going to be taking public comment on this ordinance. Cool. Got to get involved, folks. Don't just say, well, you know, I got to cut my grass. No, 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 no. This no. is the kind of stuff that makes a difference. You it know, makes even a though, major difference. Even though it's hard to make an influence at this kind of level, the, you know, these votes are, it's hard to change someone's mind at this level, but the you fact that we can be make. surprised. Well, the fact that you can make your opinion heard at right. the city council level is important. Fly in the ointment is how I like to look at it, but you just need to be polite. Don't be a butthead. You know, be professional. <laughs> but if you continually get involved in these, That's they'll right. get to the point where they'll say, we got to make that We're, Joe Germisi go away. Words from an experienced fly. I hate to tell you. <laughs> the one that got away, really. All right, hey, don't go anywhere. Sam the Gunman, right around the corner. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Hey, we live in a state where your self-defense rights are under attack. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. And there's two easy things that you can do. Actually, three. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, the podcast, or whatever way you like to listen to the show Two, leave a five-star review on Apple podcast helps boost our show and puts it in front of more people and three vote on Tuesday. All right. So who's going to do stump my nephew? You want me to do it this time? Yeah. You're going to have to read the answer. You know, have you looked? Oh my <laughs> God. No way. No wonder. Nobody wants to read this. All right, Sam, are you there? Yeah. How are you guys? Dude, we're gonna need an we're gonna need an interpreter. This thing is crazy. So, Miguel from Riverside has a question. What is the difference between a nine millimeter Parabellum and a nine millimeter Luger? What was that Miguel from Riverside? Uh huh. Thanks for sending in the question. Um, this is one that comes up a lot at uh, working in a gun store, which I do. Uh, they're the same round. The, uh, the the reason for the name difference is that Georg Luger developed the cartridge. Um, so some people call it 9mm Luger after the man who designed it and after the uh, among the more famous early pistols to fire it. And um, the, the name Parabellum comes from a Latin, um, a Latin phrase that translates to um, if you desire peace, prepare for war, which was the motto of 
I want to say DWM, where he was working at the time. I don't remember where he was working. I think it was DWM. Uh, but the, the last word in the phrase in Latin is parabellum, for war. So um, the, the parabellum name was attached to um, a, a couple of different cartridges. All right. Correct! You're 100% correct, but you cheated. Oh, it was excellent the way he avoided no, no, all no. those words. That yeah, you're fight you avoided right DWM. So what is that whole, uh, Deutsch, what are those real words Deutsch there, Sam? Waffen und Muttenfabriken. <laughs> I would have to see it written out to be able to, uh, to be able to attempt to read it properly. But um, <laughs> yeah, because you're not going to hear that here. That's did for I do sure. good, guys? Did <laughs> I do good with that? Deutsche hey, I think Waffen I thought Parabellum Uns. came from John Wick. That's right. Hoffman um, no, is close uh, to that as we're going to get. Right? That was the last movie he did. Was Parabellum. The Latin term came first. <laughs> oh look, I got Sam to laugh. I actually got Sam to laugh. That's great. All right. Well, you hit that one so far on the head. Wendy is blushing. She can't believe. <laughs> I my my mind is blown. I know the kid is uh, so. But you do get a lot of questions uh, and at the gun store. Yeah. Well, the thing is, guns have been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, obviously, and so different cartridges have some some names that they share. There are several that have different names they go by. Like even just with nine millimeter, people call it Luger or Parabellum uh, interchangeably. There's 9mm NATO, which it refers really to a specific loading thereof. Um, some people just call it 9x19 to distinguish it from other 9mm cartridges. Um, I'm sure there's another one out there somewhere. But like 45 ACP, you'll see it written as 45 auto instead of 45 ACP sometimes. Um, like uh, 38 Special, you'll see often just written as 38 special but its full name is 38 smith and wesson special like 44 magnum 44 remington magnum uh 10 millimeter auto 10 millimeter norma automatic uh, a lot of cartridges have different names they go by and so it really helps to be able to know a lot of those because when a customer asks for something weird like um oh i need uh 765 browning well what they mean is 32 acp so you uh -huh. have able to pick out that box instead of just standing there it's the uh, it's the the very slight differences that are really confusing like the yeah. 9 by 18 or a 9 millimeter short that really confuses people yeah yeah fun fact rounds. by 18 makarov isn't actually 9 millimeter it's 9.2 millimeters because russians measure caliber differently exactly <laughs> by the way our our german uh, board op has got the actual pronunciation Deutsche Waffen und Munitionsfabriken. I was, get that? How do you do that? I was kind of not close. At I, all. I went to Google Translate. That knucklehead doesn't know what they're saying. It sounds, it sounds something like that, I guess. Yeah, I thought having a German last name would help me, but it doesn't. <laughs> Call your husband. He speaks zero German. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, that's just like ammo. It, it's all off kilter too. Well, buddy, that was really you knocked that one. Because we were all nervous about that one, only because we couldn't pronounce half the words. But good job, man. Good we job. Weren't, we weren't nervous after you said you were going to do it. <laughs> well, you never have to be nervous. I wasn't if nervous. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not nervous. I don't care. I'll step on anything. But good job. Hey, by the way, speaking of ammo, are you seeing an uptick uh, at the gun store as far as availability? Yeah, the the ammo is back on the shelves. Uh, ah. 
It's it's been back on the shelves for a while in our area. It's it's kind of a regional thing. Mm-hmm. How about um, pri- what's the, the pricing like? Beginning to drop slowly but surely. Uh, with one exception being that there was a a run on seven six two by thirty nine because of the import ban. Mm-hmm. What well, what's pricing? On what? On just ammo. I mean, is it starting to calm down as well? Yeah. Um, our, our litmus test kind of, uh, or our litmus tests are really nine millimeter and uh, two, two, three, yeah. and five, six because those are the most common. And nine millimeter has has dropped. I want to say about fifteen percent um, from the high points. Gotcha. Fifteen or twenty percent from the highs. All right. All right, buddy. Always good talking to you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Say hi to the family. Yeah, you too. Thanks very much for having me on. Fun question. Lots to talk about there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Wendy. What are you taking my picture? No, I'm getting ready for my mic drop. Oh, you're doing a mic drop. I didn't see it on the sheet. I'm sorry. Mic drop with Wendy. With. (laughs) All right. So we're going to revisit the enough ordinance. So a few weeks ago, the San Diego City Council decided to ban chunks of metal or plastic that people intend to use to home build a gun from scratch. So yes, you heard me right. They are banning intentions. They're not clear on how they're going to determine which raw materials are intended to be used to build a gun. We've all seen online videos of people making guns in their garage out of shovels, pipes, two by fours. Maybe we should nickname this the ban Home Depot regulation since everything they sell will be illegal if we start following the letter of the law here. Well, the city council is clear about their intentions, which is to ban 80% kits that people use to home manufacture firearms. Their plan is to make it illegal to buy kits unless they are already serialized. Right now, the existing procedure is to get the kit, apply for a serial number from the DOJ, and then build. So you might be saying, what's the big deal? Just serialize them. But this is a chicken or the egg or a cart before the horse issue. You can't buy the kit unless it has a registered serial number, but you can't get a serial number without a kit. So even if you have the serial number before you buy the kit, how can you get that number onto the kit before you purchase it? So this, in fact, is a de facto ban on home manufacturing firearms, no question. So what's worse, what makes it worse is that if you have a kit already, you will be turned into a criminal overnight. And if you buy a kit in another city like La Mesa, Santee, or El Cajon, and you bring that kit back to your home in the city of San Diego, you are now a criminal. You are one unexpected interaction from law enforcement away from being a criminal, even though you are not intentionally breaking a law or hurting someone, even though you're not a career criminal. So you have a fire in your home and the cops show up? Busted. Medical emergency in your home and the cops show up? Busted. Someone breaks into your home and commits a crime against you and the cops show up? Busted. What we know is that this law won't matter to criminals in any way. Much like the other gun laws in California, this law only applies to law-abiding citizens and will not deter criminals. I brought this up at the city council meeting a few weeks ago. Um, I made a statement before the council members and it fell on deaf ears. Only one San Diego city council member voted against this horrible violation to your rights, your liberty, and your freedom. 
So thank you, Councilmember Chris Kate, for supporting San Diego County gun owners. If you're hearing this and live within the city limits of San Diego, we need your help. Tuesday, September 14th at 10 a.m., log into the San Diego City Council meeting on Zoom and make some public comment that you are against this ordinance. I will be there on behalf of San Diego County gun owners and behalf of all gun owners in San Diego County. And this is activism. We need you to make your voice heard. Do not miss this opportunity because together we will win. And that's your mic drop. Mic drop. All right. Hey, folks, subscribe to our podcast. Just search Gun Owners Radio and you'll find us. Leave a five-star review to help get the word out. And please support all our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, 365 Glacier Payments, Scott Vincent's at Caldwell Banking Royal Realty, and National Concealed Carry Association. And a big thanks to Wendy, Joe, Sam, the gunman, and our brother behind the board, Brendan Thomas. And remember, folks, together we can make a difference. And do not forget to grab a handful of friends and vote this Tuesday. Vote Gavin Newsom out and then pick the candidate of your choice. We're going to take a break and Bob uh, Siegel is right around the corner. And I know he has got an exciting show lined up for you. Be safe. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.